0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of the Teacher Emilio podcast. We're going to talk about Melbourne Cup, about culture shock, and and basically public holidays or interesting public holidays that we have here in Victoria or well, let's say throughout Australia. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are tuning in today. It's you're going to be probably in one of two groups, either the yay, I'm going to get paid more, I'm going to be doing overtime today, or you are taking the day off and relaxing from basically daily life, studies, and you you name it, all these things happening. And if you're a student, you will probably be either relaxing or finishing some assignments or assessments because around this time of the year, most uni students are finishing their their semesters. So good luck to all of you. If any, if anyone listening is getting ready for, well, getting ready for final exams or preparing reports, and well, that's it. I hope that you you enjoy your your day off and you're productive during this public holiday. One one thing that is interesting and that I should be letting you all know is that, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, luckily. Let, let's be more optimistic. Luckily. This is something that only happens in Victoria. I know. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you listening from interstate, if you're tuning in from well, basically any other state, I'm sorry that you've got um you haven't got the day off, but the same thing happens to us when there is a public holiday on your state, we don't always celebrate the same public holidays. And this is one of the interesting bits that I would like to mention when you think about culture shock. That's probably one thing that makes Australia interesting. And it is that every state has got different laws and also different public holidays. This is something that doesn't happen back home where basically the whole country would get the same public holiday and we would be celebrating the same things. And having said that, though, there are some public holidays that would be the same in the whole country. But again, this is one that is only in Victoria. And this Melbourne Cup Day is basically the most important horse race in, I would say, in the country. Definitely in Victoria, but I think there is a high chance that it is the most important race in Australia. It brings lots of visitors from, well, all around the country, probably from all around the world and it is held in Flemington Racecourse. For those of you that are based in Melbourne, you would know that Flemington is very popular for all the festivals and activities that there are over there. And well, now, if you're listening again from Interstate, you should go and check out Flemington, especially if there is a concert, because it's just amazing. Well, horse racing. That's, again, apparently a very big thing, Something that makes Melbourne Cup special or let's say interesting is that people keep a very interesting attire when they go into the race. People often dress in a very, hmm, let's say like traditional old school English type of uh, clothing. Again, look, I'm not a fashion expert, so I may not be, you know, let's say giving the, the dressing code the right name but anyways people have got a let's say a more classical look and usually people dress up and what i mean by that is that people would be dressing sorry would be wearing suits nice dresses it's uh, an occasion to to basically put really really good clothes and and go and enjoy the race obviously for those well not obviously for those sorry let me just flip it up and say that for many Many people, it's a good opportunity to try their bets, sorry try their best when it comes to betting, because well, that's another thing that is a bit of a culture shock how much people actually bet in Australia. I wouldn't go as far as saying that it is a taboo in my country, but it is something that I would say it is, even though it may be common, most people don't gamble as much as. Let's say people gamble in Australia, or maybe the industry is not as big. That could also be another way to put it. Which again, to me, which again, sorry, for me was a bit of a shock coming from Venezuela, but probably things are changing now. Let, let me know. And I'm also curious if it is the same in other countries in South America, where it's not very good to to basically bet. Some people do it, but it's got, to me, well, I would say that it's got a bit of a bad... Not meaning, but um, yeah, it's got a bad connotation. It's not something nice. I would say people look at betting casinos and imagine that with losing their home or basically getting in debt and getting in trouble. So it is not not a very good thing, let's say. But here it is, I wouldn't say super common, but it's probably not as bad as we think of it back home. Lots of people bet, and there are many companies like Sportsbed, Tab, that will basically promote their services. And even, I mean, that's something that I noticed recently. Um, I haven't been, let's say, betting, but sometimes maybe it's because Melbourne Cup is coming up, and now I'm getting some ads to, to join Sportsbed to check out and, and maybe try my luck with some of the horses. And again, you never know. You, you could um, also give it a try. My advice, however, is, well, obviously, don't bet, but um, just be very careful because I remember one time I was betting not for a horse race, but I was betting in the World Cup. I believe this was in 2018. And to my surprise, there are like over 20 categories of when it comes to betting. There are so many things you can choose and pick. And I thought I had just basically said okay i'm betting to see if germany wins the game but apparently even when you pick a category there are so many subcategories it's like germany winning the whole match in general whenever the time whenever the game finishes or germany winning at 90 minutes or germany winning if there is overtime and again it can get really confusing this is not an episode about soccer i'm not very i'm not an expert when it comes to betting or soccer so my advice would be If you're thinking of betting, of trying your luck in Melbourne Cup, if you do that, double, triple check whenever you buy your ticket because the last thing you would like to happen is that you think you've won and then when you start calculating and checking, you realize that, well, you've made a mistake or something went wrong when you purchased your ticket and then that's it, that's the end of the story. And to tell you, I mean, I'm I'm talking from experience because that happened to me. I thought I had won. I was so happy. And I don't know, I think I made like $100. So again, that may not sound like much to some of you, but let me tell you something. <laughs> when you are an international student and you get an extra 100 bucks just from thing air, hey, that's a bit of a good plus, right? And apparently I made an error when I bought the ticket. I was making a big claim calling, sending emails, and this is, I don't know, at least five years ago or more. And basically the response was sorry sir, you've made a mistake buying your ticket, there is no way we can help you, and once again, thank you for betting with us. So double, triple check if you you buy any tickets, so that again, you don't go through that experience. And well, now that I've given you a betting tip, while I'm not endorsing or suggesting that you should go and bet. If you win, again, you can just um, support the podcast. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? And there are some other interesting bits about this race that I would like to share with you. But for now, let's take a quick break. There are many reasons why we have to take IELTS or PTA academic here in Australia. Some of the most common ones are to study in university, to extend our visas, maybe applying for a new visa, to get a skills assessment or to accept a sponsorship. Now, many times people do not know what exam to take and well, this whole test preparation, taking the exam becomes a very stressful process. But don't worry, I've got some good news for you my book will help you decide which exam is best for you and also get ready for it. It'll be released before the end of the year and to get a copy when it comes out, all you have to do is to register using the link in the show notes. By the way, I also prepare students for these exams and if you want to find out a bit more, just message me on Instagram. And before we continue with the episode, if you know anyone that may be interested, please tell them about me and thank you so much. Okay, let's continue with the episode. Okay, as we were saying, there are a few interesting bits when it comes to Melbourne Cup. I think a cool note would be to say that it's a race that has been happening for about 160 years. The first Melbourne Cup was around 1860s, I believe, around 1800s, let's say, mid to late 1800s. And well, it's pretty cool that it's a tradition, let's say, that has been happening for so long. Coming back to the betting bit, which is probably one of the... Oh my goodness, I feel that I should put a title on this episode and it should be all about betting. It's not everything about money, but hey, if you're going to win, you got to, you know, be, be prepared. But no, on a more serious note, I thought it would be cool to share with you an interesting story if you ever think of gambling in some way or form. And, and it is that one time, I've heard that apparently... There was this man who bought a ticket betting on a horse. It was the underdog, and this could be good vocab practice. An underdog is basically the, let's say, the candidate in a race or in a competition that is probably the one that people expect the least to win, right? So this man put, I don't know, let's say a $100 on a horse, and that was the underdog. Yes, you're probably thinking... Is that the horse that is going to win, Emilio? And that's right. You're totally correct. Then I think the horse, I mean, when you've got a horse, because it's all about probability, right? And, and also, depending on the chances of winning, there are different odds. In that case, that man, I think he got like, it was a 36 or so 50 times more of what, of what he put. So imagine that you put a hundred bucks and then you get 50 times that. Um, To be very honest with you, I don't remember 100%, but it's pretty cool. If it is 36 times more, like 3,600 from 100 or 5,000 from 100 is really good. What would you do if you won $5,000 in Melbourne Cup? Again, I'm just saying if you got the idea from the podcast, again, we've got the PayPal donation button. You can support us in any way. But obviously, not everything has to be money. But hey, if you win 5000 you can spread the love. <laughs> so yes, I would say definitely check that out. If you have the opportunity to go, I would highly recommend it. But I would say that unless you... Sorry, I would say go if you are someone that likes dressing out, dressing really nicely. And well, even if you don't... Again, why not? That could be a good experience, a good, let's say, activity thing to do. And it's another interesting way of experiencing Australian culture. It could be, again, you could probably love it or it may be one of those things that you at least do once in your life. You check it out and you say, look, it was pretty cool. Thanks, Emilio. But no, thanks. It's more, again, you try it once and then move on. So yeah, it would be interesting. It would be interesting. And if anyone listening decides to go to Melbourne Cup, please let me know, get get in touch via Instagram, and then we can make a follow-up episode giving people advice when it comes to going to Melbourne Cup. I've met people that say it's been really good. And some, again, it's, it's a thing, believe it or not, at least in Victoria, from former students, students, uh, friends, and sometimes just acquaintances or people at work. Some people out there love going to Melbourne Cup or even just dressing nicely and going to to a bar or going somewhere to watch the race. So again, it could be a cool opportunity to do something different. And that links actually quite well to the previous episode where we talked about different ways to deal with life in Melbourne. That could be an option. Try and Try and go to a different place or try and go to to one of those things, sorry, one of those events that you haven't done, like Melbourne Cup, and then obviously let us know how it goes. And yes, a part of me thinks that it would be a good way to wrap up the episode. This could be an opportunity to try something new. This is definitely a thing in Melbourne. So again, if you get a chance to go this year, well, go for it. If you're listening to this in the morning because I'm releasing this right I mean, as in on Tuesday morning, right? If you get to listen to this in the morning and you still have a chance, maybe you don't have any plans and you have the day off, okay, now you've got a bit of a challenge. Go and check it out or go somewhere to watch the race. And, and again, who knows? You, you may have a great time or or again, it's one of those things. Maybe it's like Vegemite. You try it once and you don't like it, but no stress. I'll make an episode talking about Vegemite or I'll I'll have to bring an Australian that will tell us how to, you know, eat Vegemite properly and all that. But until then, I will say bye for now. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining me on a public holiday. I mean, what an honor. Thank you so much. If you've got any topic you would like to know more about or something that you think would be cool to cover in the podcast, don't forget to get in touch. More than happy to help. And well, sending you all a big hug. Hope you enjoyed this episode because I enjoyed making it for you. And until then, I'll see you on the next episode, episode 33. Take care and bye for now. Boom.